0: You know today is a wonderful awesome day Amen. you know God is good, he is wonderful, and he has blessed us you know i am actually coming down from a a high from yesterday and you know yesterday was an awesome day awesome day you know we uh got to celebrate this wonderful couple here and, and, and the marriage ceremony it was just beautiful and to look how Jamila looked yesterday was just stunning and then when she got up and, and, and thanked her mom I, I you know I I almost got a little choked up there <laughs> but man what a beautiful couple doing it God's way you know what he ordained from the beginning of time marriage and it's, it was awesome so I'm, I'm just looking at these young folks that are growing up and, you know, growing up the right way. It's awesome to see in this day and time. So I'm excited for them. And then, uh uh-oh, let's see. This here, talk about young folks growing up the right way. Dory and Saritha, and then to see grandmas Coming through the door, beaming. <laughs> God's grace and mercy. I mean, that's a miracle. This childbirth. Peace reign Broderick. What, oh, what an awesome addition to the family. I'm excited. So I'm um, coming down, you know, not even coming down, but I'm riding a high from, from yesterday. But nonetheless, uh, you know, I, God has got awesome. He is just so awesome. And it kind of almost ties into what I need to talk about today, what I'd like to bring to you. Uh, of course, our scripture reading was Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. You know, today I want to just talk, uh, it's a, a pretty straightforward lesson. Heaven and hell, you know, is my topic. But we need to make sure that we understand heaven and hell. In, in, in Genesis 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we have Romans 10, 17. Without faith. Uh, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. These are the two one of two of the, the, the most profound verses in the Bible to me. If you don't start here and have faith in that these words are true, then, then all else is, is, is for naught. So if you don't believe that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and then you read and hear this, and then you read on in the Bible, these other stories, and then you get to the New Testament, and we uh, talk about Jesus Christ and Christianity. If you don't believe this foundation, then all else is for naught. So, today I wanna talk about heaven and hell, and we always talk as Christians about salvation. Mm -hmm. That's what we are to put out there, through the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're talking salvation. But salvation means to be saved, to save us from something. What is it that we're trying to save from? What's going on? Why are we preaching salvation? Are we preaching and teaching salvation that we don't have to have these issues here on earth? We're going to be saved from uh, destruction right now and, and the trials and tribulation no that's not what we are preaching and teaching of course as a Christian you're gonna suffer you're gonna go through trials and tribulations so the salvation is not to not go through troubles that's not the salvation that we're preaching and teaching so what is it what, what, what are we as Christians what, what is our message what, what's the end game you know when, when someone dies and then we bury them and you say well they're in their final resting place they're not that's not their final what what's our destiny what what is this thing all about and and for us as a christian we know that in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and he also created heaven and the hell so that's what we are preaching and teaching so what is that destruction that we are being saved from and we, we we know that there's a hell but do you really know what you're facing? When you don't go do things God's way, what are you really facing? When you sin against God and He turns His face against you, then what, what are you really facing? Yeah, I may go to hell, I'm gonna go to hell, but do you understand what that's really about? And, you know, some of us feel like we're going through hell in our marriages. <laughs> like man, you know, jeez. I'm here to tell you that, that, that that's even temporary, that that the hell that you're going through, that you feel that you're going through in your marriage or you, the hell that you're going through on your job and all this, that, that's, trust me, that's not hell. That's a, a, a tribulation that you may be going through, a hard time that you're going through, but man, it's worth the struggle to not really go to hell. And that, that's, hell is, is somewhere that you don't want to go. So what is this hell that, that we're talking about? What does the Bible say about this hell that may await for, well not may, that's gonna await for those that are, uh, uh, names are not written in the Lamb Book of Life? What, 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 what is gonna happen? We, we read over in 2 Thessalonians chapter one, verses eight and nine. It says, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Those that don't know God. Now, that, you know, we're in a day and time, especially here in America, that, that it, it, you've, you've heard of this story. You have heard of the Bible. You've heard of God. You've heard of Jesus but do you have a personal relationship with him? Have you put on Christ? Amen. There are some that have not. Those and those that choose not to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, you, you, you know Jesus tells us that we are to uh, assemble on the first day of the week, to worship on the first day of the week, to give, to take of the communion, to sing and uh, to, to pray and, and to preach and sermons and all these things that we're supposed to do even on the first day of the week It tells us to abstain from uh, adultery and fornication all these things and they say well if, if you don't obey Jesus it, putting him on in baptism if you don't obey Jesus everlasting destruction awaits but, but what is this punishment this everlasting destruction do you really understand that is everlasting it's not this temporary thing that you're dealing with here on earth you know so as a christian we have to understand that this thing is real heaven and hell is real the time that we have on this earth is but a vapor you know you you look back on on some of those that that have passed on maybe family members friends acquaintances that have passed on, and, and, and you look back and it's like, man, I, it was, seems like just the other day, you were talking with them. You know, you look at our our youth, and, and it's like just the other day, they were little toddlers, and now they're grown and having kids of their own. You know, life is is so quick. And you look that we're in, in, in the year 2022, and, you know, somebody died, you know, a thousand years ago, and, and, and uh, 1922 that's a hundred years ago but 1,022 <laughs> someone died that year and just think how long they've been in the grave that's a long time but that's just a, not even a, a drop in the ocean compared to everlasting forever so this punishment will last forever Mark chapter 9 verse 47 and 48 it says And if your eyes cause you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is never quenched. Jesus is saying it's better for you if if there's something that's causing you to stumble. Regardless if it's your marriage, if it's, uh, you know... Uh, infidelity, whatever it may be, whatever that is is causing you to stumble, it's better, hey, you know what? Get that right. Repent. Get it right and move on. It's better for you to, hey, if you got the limp on in the heaven, you better limp on into <laughs> hey. in the heaven. Hey. And verse eight, uh, 48 is what gets me. It says the, the worms that eat at them do not die. So these things that the, that you whatever it is that's going to cause you to go to hell, that's going to eat at you. You're still going to remember that. It's going to toy at you, and you're going to be like, man, I wish I would have loved my wife like I should have. I wish I would have been submissive to my husband. I wish I would have listened to my parents. I wish I would have stopped cursing. I wish I would have... You're going to be wishing, and you're going to be wishing, <laughs> and it's going to eat at you. It's going to eat at you. And it says the fire... Is not quenched. Is You're going to be in agony. In agony. You're going to think, oh Lord, if I had another chance. But no. This is what awaits those who are going to hell. This is what awaits. Revelations. Revelations 14 verses 10 and 11. They too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath they will be tormented with burning sulfur. Now, I don't know if y'all know anything about burning sulfur. Man, and even the gases, it turns into sulfur dioxide, which is like acid. I mean, this is this is nothing to play around with. It says they will be burn, in burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the lamb. And the spoke of their torment will rise forever and ever there will be no rest day or night no rest there's no no rest there's no relief this is day and night forever and ever and it, these words are in this bible for for a reason <laughs> you, you you can bank on this happening and we, we you know some would like to say well god he's love and there's no way i mean we are his creation and if it was so it would it would not be, these words wouldn't be here. He he wouldn't have to create this hell. Everybody's not going to heaven. You know, he he, he has left us the footprint on how to get there. But all would not choose to obey. You know, all would not choose to humble themselves and obey the gospel. And even if you do obey the gospel, you have to walk in his light. It's it's worth the fight, Ken folks. It's worth it. Whatever struggle you're going through, it's worth struggling through it to get to where we need to be. Because you don't want to end up in hell. I guarantee you, you're going to think about it forever. Revelations chapter 20, in verse 10, it says even the devil, even the devil is going to be judged. The devil, in verse 10, it says, And the devil, who deceived them, was thrown into the lake of the burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And you just think of how powerful Satan is, going to and fro, and his his uh, disciples, his 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 followers, his angels. Just just think of how powerful they are. You know, they, we're talking spiritual here, and just thinking how powerful. I mean, you know, we. We have a little bit of strength, a little bit of power too, but nothing compared. Don't, don't think you, you got anything on Satan. You know, what we have on Satan is Jesus Christ. But you, no. But this thing, even him, even the devil is going to be thrown into torment day and night. And then it says in verse 14, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake. Death itself. Is going to be thrown into this lake of fire in Hades. And we talk about, well, what is, you know, Hades? You know, when, when, when we'll look at this too, you know, uh, Lazarus and, and, and the rich man, and when they died, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But it's you know, that, that's not the final judgment. You know, when you die, there's, there's paradise and then there's Hades. And even in Hades, there's going to be torment. Even before that last, that that judgment, being thrown into the lake of fire, there's gonna be agony. It says the lake of fire is the second death. In verse 15, anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Over in Luke is where that uh, story about uh, the rich man and and Lazarus, Uh, Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 24. And that's even before being thrown into the lake of fire. He said he's in agony. And if there's no relief, if I'm thirsty, if I'm hot, I mean, a little drip of water really is is not much relief. But he said, I'm just looking for any type of relief. Anything. And he said right away, he said when he died, he went to Hades. So when you die and you're not in Christ, what, what awaits? It's only agony, torment, and that's even just a, a temporary agony <laughs> and destruction to be thrown into something even worse. So, what is this hell? What are we being saved from? This is this is what salvation is about: is being saved from this, from Hades, from hell. That's what that that that's what this thing is all about. You know, it, it, being a Christian and you know. Um, Christ said his commandments are not grievous, and you look at them, it's it's not. It's really to help us right here on earth, you know. And he tells us not to fornicate and commit adultery and lying and, and and drinking and all these things. It's 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 really to help us. It's to have a better life here, you know. If I if I don't have you know commit adultery, well, okay, I'm not going to have a child out of wedlock and all the things that that may occur with that, fornication, you know, tearing marriages and families up, you know. Uh, being an alcoholic, you know, what, what does that lead to? At drug, all these things that he tells us, hey, abstain from that. that that's, that's to help us here, but man, he's really helping us to not go to hell. That, that's what it's really all about. So, you know, I, what, what kind of brought this, this lesson on was, was last Sunday. I, I had a conversation uh, with my mom in, in, in Georgia and we were just talking about the universe and how awesome God is. You know, we we talked about how, you know, the the, the ocean, how how deep it is and and what creatures are in the ocean that that hadn't even been discovered. And then lo and behold, I think it was Tuesday, a couple days later I saw a, a story on the news that they found this coral reef in the ocean that had, has never been uh, disturbed by climate change and all these things. And they said only twenty percent of the ocean floor has been mapped. So eighty percent, they don't. We don't even know what's out there. And, and then you look at the Earth, you know, the the dry land. It, it doesn't even make up a quarter of this Earth. We're just a small part of this Earth. And, and just thinking, you know, all this free land that that's not even occupied. You see all these trees all over the place. And you go out in the country and you see more trees. <laughs> and how vast it is. And and God is just awesome. Amen. And and then you look at you know how smart man think we are. And then we've got these telescopes that sees many light years away and we see out in the galaxy and all these things, all these stars and it, we still hadn't seen it all. Amen. Yeah, God is is awesome. So what is he trying to save us from? Is heaven. I mean, I'm sorry, it's hell. He's saving us from hell, but he's saving us to go to heaven okay. it, it is what it's all about. This heaven is what I like to talk about. Genesis 1 and 1, we heard in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the heavens and the earth. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 6 it says and God said let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from the waters so God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it and it was so God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning in the second day so the second day he created the sky in verse 14, it says, and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so." And then we go to chapter 2, verse 1. It says, thus, the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. Is that awesome? So God created, look at the heavens. This is a lowercase h with an s at the end. So plural. He created the heavens and the earth. And we see what these heavens are in this stance. is the sky. The sky that we see, where the birds fly and the airplanes are up in that realm. and You see the clouds. That's the first heaven. That this is that lowercase heaven. And then he created, and on, on day four, he created the, the rest of the universe. You know, the, the Milky Way and all that stuff that man can see now with the telescope. He created those heavens on those days. But that's that's not what we are trying to go to. Amen. That 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 <laughs> man that 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 ain't where we going. You know, I, I look back, you know, at the story, you know, with those that was trying to climb the ladder and you know to to reach heaven, and he, he, uh, that's when all the languages came. And like, man, man, I think he's so smart. <laughs> but man, you look at these miracles these things that we can't even wrap our mind around if you look at hell itself you can't even man can't build that you know so it's hard for us to wrap our mind around things that we don't necessarily can't can't put our hands on but the god that we serve is not man <laughs> the god that we serve is he's not on our level he, 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 all these things came into existence just from speaking. He, he didn't have to get out a hammer and nail and all these things. And just look at you. Look at us. I mean, how he built the human body. You know, that heart that just keeps beating. And I don't know how old y'all are, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on 50's door. And that heart has been beating since the age of, of peace. To what, peace is a, day, a little over a day now. Right at a day old, his heart is beating Lord willing, they'll beat for 70, 80, 90 years from now Mine is working, the cells are reproducing Man can't do that So don't put God on our level Paul, over in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 It says, I know a man This is Paul, you know, Paul When he was converted, was extremely humble. You talk about an a, you know, a, a example of someone being humble. And that's him talking in the third person here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, it says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. The third heaven. Now, what is this third heaven? And we've talked about the heavens. We see the first realm. We see the second. But what is this third heaven? Well, we see uh, uh, we see it over in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter twenty uh, is Isaiah chapter sixty-five, verses seventeen through twenty-five. This third heaven—that's what it's all about—is this third heaven. So, see, I will create a new heaven. I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered nor will let me stop right there (laughs) the former things will not be remembered this is not paradise this is not where lazarus found himself because he did remember so you wonder the bible man it's awesome it is of course we don't know everything but he's let us know enough so we always wonder well man will i remember such and such when i get to heaven I'll get into this, but it says even the marriages. So you you think, well, I'm going through hell in this marriage, and man, if we both make it to heaven, I'm like, (laughs) ah. That's what I'm saying. It's worth going through the hell that you're going through now to make it to heaven. (laughs) So, hey, the things in this world, it it, it ain't going to make no difference. Uh, you, we ain't going to remember this stuff anymore That, that son, that daughter it, it, Here it says we, We're not going to remember that anymore in, in the new Jerusalem In, new, in heaven in, in this heaven heaven <laughs> With the capital H we, we, These things are going to pass away It says nor will there be uh, th- Nor will they come to mind But be glad and rejoice forever In what I, ha- I will create For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Mm. Is that awesome? You know, so whatever we're dealing with here, we're not going to be dealing with there. So we talk about salvation. This is what it's about. It's to be saved to be here. (laughs) So so, what we're dealing with here is all temporary. It is all temporary. In verse 20, it says, Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, Mm. or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be uh, thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered a curse. There will, they will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. It said, hey, It ain't going to be no more rent, <laughs> no more mortgages, no more bill collectors. It that they will build houses and dwell in them. Is that awesome? Hey, you ain't got to pay no contractor. That's all right. Verse 22. It says, No longer will, there, will they build houses and others live in them. Then you're going to get, hey, you got your own house. Yeah. Awesome. A plant, uh, a plant and others eat. Yeah, you got your own food. You ain't got to go to the grocery store. You ain't got to pay no taxes. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but man, that's, it's worth the struggle, y'all. For as the days of a tree, so will uh, be the days of my people, my chosen ones, who long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. Is that awesome? You know, it's, it's such a blessing that, you know, peace reign has come into the, the world and healthy. And we pray that he continues to be healthy. Mom continues to be healthy. Father continues to be healthy. But there are some that are born and they have issues. But in heaven, (laughs) it it won't be so. You know, whatever deformity, whatever mental, whatever it may be, that's, that's no more in heaven. It says, for they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Verse 24. It says, before they call, I will answer. Man, before, uh, before you say, Lord, please help me. He said, hey, I'm, I'm going to answer. He said, I, I know what you need. <laughs> man, I don't know about y'all. I mean, I, like I said, I was on the high yesterday, but when I read these verses, I get even, man. It says, that, while they are still speaking, I will hear. Is that awesome? He said, God, you know, help me. We ain't going to be praying, God, help me with this bill. Help me with the car acting up. Help me with this child. He said, man, I, I, I got you. I know what you need before you even say it. He, he knows it now, but we have to go through some things here. But in heaven, we ain't got to go through that. He at verse 25, it says, The wolf and the lamb will feed together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. The dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Is that awesome? That is awesome. I, I don't know about y'all, but I get a little happy. <laughs> Knowing what awaits when I, when I go through what I have to go through here. Revelations. This is John's account. Of heaven with that revelation. Revelations chapter 21, verses 1 through 5. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw a holy city, a new Jerusalem, come down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God dwell, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. In verse four, it says he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who sitteth it on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. God said, you better you better bank on this. He said, you, you, you cannot believe it if you want to <laughs> I, I told you where you're going. But he said, hey, if you if you trust in me, if you trust in these words, because they are trustworthy. Look what awaits you. Look at what awaits. Jesus said, over in Luke chapter 20, Luke chapter 20, verse 34 through 38, He said, Jesus replied, "The people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the day, uh, from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. So that, if, that, that should answer your question. <laughs> if you're still dealing, you know, not dealing with your spouse, because we're not dealing with each other, you love your spouse, right? Amen? Amen. Amen. But in, in heaven, there's not going to be any more marriage. And they can no longer die. And they are like the angels. They are God's children. Since they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise. For he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. We are alive in Christ Jesus. We are alive. I hope you're not walking around dead. If one, we're not talking about the physical, but hopefully you're not walking around dead to Christ. Because if you are and you die and you're sin, oh, what awaits you is everlasting destruction. John chapter 14. Verse 1. Y'all know how I like to do. I like to throw some scriptures at you. <laughs> so bear with me. John chapter 14. I'm almost there. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. It says, Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. We know the way. We know the way. And I thank God that he has left us these inspired words to give us instructions on how to get there, how to avoid this everlasting destruction how to get to this place called heaven where there be no more crying and dying and pain and all these things he said you know the way And over in in verse uh, 6 Jesus answered I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except by me we know the way and that's why we started out with with uh, Romans 10 17 faith comes by hearing if you don't believe what you have heard. If you don't believe that Jesus is the way, then you don't, you've lost your way. This is the way he has left us instructions on how to get to this heaven. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 13 through 18. It says, brothers and sisters, we do not know, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who has no hope. We all have had loved ones to die. And, you know, are we to grieve? Yeah, we will grieve. Jesus himself even grieved. But we have to realize that even that death is temporary. It says we're not to have this same mindset as everybody else. You know, we have a greater hope. And what is that greater hope? That greater hope is making it to heaven. Amen. What awaits us? That's what it's all about. That's what this salvation, that's what we're preaching and teaching about, about Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what it's all about is this salvation to make it to heaven. We have a greater hope. In verse 14, it says, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him, in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Verse 16: For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, of, of the call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever, forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Encourage one another with these words. So that's what I want to do today is just encourage you. To continue on this fight that we're struggling in. It's going to be worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. It's about making it to heaven. You know, it's, it's you know, when we, we always end out usually our, our messages with, with the plan of salvation. Hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. Those are the steps to make it. Those are, and live faithful unto death. Those are the steps to make it to heaven. But there are also some steps to get to hell as well. So what steps are you taking? <laughs> when you look and see, well, am I doing all that I can to make it to heaven? Am I giving God my all? Am I struggling with studying? Am I struggling with assembling? Am I what, 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 am I struggling with love? Am I struggling with my charity? Am I, what it, Whatever that struggle is, it's worth staying on the path. It, it, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Matthew chapter seven, verse 13 and 14, entered through the narrow gate. The wide, it, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Broad is the way that leads to, to hell to everlasting destruction you can do whatever you want to do you know all goes. even if you're trying to stay on that right path and and you deviate from it you you have gotten off the the right path and gotten onto the wrong path you know you, you may not think that you're on the wrong path but when you study to to, to show yourself approved is what it's all about god am i following your steps are you leading me are you guiding me in verse 14 it says but small is the gate and narrow is the that road that leads to life we're here to help admonish one another to build each other up to help each other along this path is it easy no some would say yes if if your mind is right you yes but Satan, like I said, we, we, we have nothing on, on Satan, but, but Jesus Christ. So if you ain't ordered your steps in Jesus, then he's going to be on you. Amen. You know, regardless of what it is. You think you may be a strong Christian. You think you got your life together. But that's when you need to be the most aware. Amen. Because even then, Satan is looking to attack you in, in a way that you won't even see. So we have to stay on this, this narrow path. If you find yourself that you have deviated from it, thank God that he has blessed you with this day. It, it, it's of urgency. You know, tomorrow's not promised to you. The rest of the day is not promised to us. You know, we, we, we could die from a number of ways. And I was reading the article the other day and just looking at the, the, the murders in, 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 uh, in Georgia and how the, number, the numbers are going up everywhere. And I was reading this one where this, this young man in his 30s had four children riding down the road and uh, got shot. A bullet hit him. They don't know where, who shot him. They' just, just riding down the road, and his life ended. You know, a couple of years back, someone was driving down I-20, and a tree fell on him. And you know, we have heart attacks and strokes and all these things. so life is of urgency. It's it short. And I'm not here to talk about you know, death and all that, but it's real. Amen. But when you close your eyes, where are you going to be? Is it paradise? Is it Hades? If Christ came back right now, is it heaven? Is it hell? You know, what is your final destiny? You know, we, we, we have these destinies in life, You know, whether it's to be something in your career or is, is destined to have kids or whatever. Goal that you set out, yeah, that's that's a destiny, but what is our final destiny? What what what? What is really your final resting place? Is it a place of rest, or is it a place of unrest? Yeah. So, as we go through this, as we go through our struggles, I, I hope to encourage you, like we read over in. Oh, well, it's not going back, but 1 Thessalonians 4 in verse 18. Encourage one another with these words. Mm -hmm. Encourage one another with these words. This is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Heaven that awaits is more awesome than we can imagine. Mm -hmm. Hell that awaits is more destructive than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope and pray that I've said something today that encourages you to continue on in this Christian walk if you find yourself that you have gone astray, that you put a foot on the other side of the road, if you're going down the wrong path, God has blessed us with this time to get it right. He he gives us the avenue of repentance. He gives us the avenue of prayer. What What an awesome gift. But it's for us to take advantage of that gift. It's for you to take advantage of the gift. Because if you don't, if you don't, and you are to die today. Everlasting destruction, agony forever and ever. Amen. So, as we stand, Brother Foster, what is our song? 598. Ple- 598. So, please make your petitions known at this time if you have any. Thank you.